This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. If you're not a Patreon subscriber but you listen to this podcast, we have a staff member from the movie Gotti. That will be on a Patreon episode, but you got to subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash countthedings, and you'll get that episode. You get to find out some inside information on Gotti. I'm telling you, if you're not a Patreon member, you guys know I never do this. Subscribe. Just for, like, it, it is worth it. It is absolutely worth it because the things he revealed, oh yeah. boy, man. Like, you have no idea how, how crazy this thing is. As much as you might have loved the, the last the episode we did on Gotti, yeah, this it's is a, a must listen. Yeah. yeah, even he revealed so much that we had to throw in a bossa nova. That's Doing how a bossa nova, and we had to give him a, a an alias. Yeah, we give him. A like, I'm I'm dead serious. This is real talk, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, he was our first guest ever on Cinephobe. Oh, which is something right. Zach, if you remember at the very beginning, we talked about having guests, and then we never did it. So maybe that's maybe that's the the, the new wave we should go for, right? Oh, the, the uh, Patreon. The Patreon guests. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let me just pull back the curtain for a little bit. One of the early movies that Zach and I discussed doing, but we still haven't done, was the Josh Hartnett movie, 40 Days. And Right? Was it 40 yeah, Days? 40, 40 Days, 40 Nights. 40 Days, 40 Nights. Because apparently Josh Hartnett's sister <laughs> is, like, is friends with a mutual friend with Zach. Yeah, I've, so, I've hung out with her and one time hung out with Josh. There you go. There you and go. So, and Minneapolis. So, like, that was, was, was going to be our big get for the guest version of, of Cinephobe. By the so, way, just, so, just to remind everybody, Amin knows Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> but our big get was going to be Josh Hartnett's sister. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? it? Isn't it? It's Isn't possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. The fuck out. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? <laughs> what story? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. Just <laughs> <laughs> remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is they make shit unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was 
legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah, all over. <laughs> the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love i'm zach harper that's amin al hassan that's anthony mays this week on cinephobe the 1999 sci-fi western wild wild west wiki wiki wild wiki 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 wild wild uh it stars will smith who is coming off of men in black enemy of the state he's on uh, top of the world at this top point. of the world man Is banger he? after banger after banger legend of bagger vance was going to come out ali was going to come out in the next two years uh we also get kevin klein who had just been in a midsummer's night dream as nick bottom uh, before getting to wild wild west i'm a big kevin klein guy how do you guys feel about kevin klein i'm in yeah no, okay, fish called so Wanda. like i'm in on let kevin me, klein let me just say right now the cast in this movie it's not just stunning in terms of the caliber. It's like people who I never would imagine would say yes to doing a movie other than Will Smith. Kevin Klein, I believe, is an Academy Award winner. Kenneth Branagh, classically trained Experian. Shakespearean actor and producer and director in his own right. Salma Hayek. Also Academy Award nominated for Frida. Yeah, and, and has a lot of great roles under her belt. And Will Smith, again, at this point, at the top of the acting world. He, he is at this point, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, the number one paid movie star in the world. Yeah, it was point. either him or Jim Carrey. Like, it was in that range. I think maybe Jim Carrey was just out of that range. Right. He was just because, on top of the world, and now it was Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. The idea that they got these people... To say yes to this movie. Yeah. And forget about how good or bad the script is or whatever. Just the concept. To say yes to the concept was nothing short of staggering. Like the producers were either really skilled or really loaded. One of the biggest budget movies from Warner Brothers ever. So it's probably really loaded because Kenneth Braun is in this. He takes a break from his Shakespearean acting for this paycheck. He had been in Hamlet, Othello, Macbeth, yeah. Valkyrie. Like- my man just does like serious ass shit. Yeah. And this was not that. Uh, Selma Hayek is in it. She had just been in The Faculty and Dogma. She was going to be in Chain of Fools coming up. Uh, it's directed by Barry Sonnenfield, uh, who's a legend. He's done the Adams Family movies. He's done the Men in Black movies. Yeah. Shorty. Like he's he's a legitimate director. But did you see what his most recent credit is, Zach? No. It's a movie where Kevin Spacey gets trapped in the body of a cat. Really? Okay. And before that, it was RV with Robin Williams. Oh, well, so they're not one. all bangers, all right? So Wild Wild West hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> hurt, hurt him in a way that... <laughs> and, well, here's the other thing. All right, this movie was written by Jim and John Thomas. Uh, I'm assuming they're brothers because they've written on the same things together. Predator, Executive Decision, Mission to Mars, Behind Enemy Lines. Legitimate movies. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, they did the story. They did the story, right. Then... 
four other writing credits are on this movie for screenplay. S.S. Wilson, who is the writer on Short Circuit, Short Circuit 2, all five Tremors movies, a Tremors TV show, and Ghost Dad. Brent Maddock, who is his writing partner, who's also on all those things we just named. And then Jeffrey Price, who wrote Doc Hollywood, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Shrek the Third. And also Yo. there's a sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit coming out in 2022, apparently. No way! That's what it, that's what his IMDb lists. And then oh. Peter, Peter S. Seaman is his writing partner. He came on the scene. I'm sorry, Peter who? Peter S. Seaman came on the scene. Giggity. The synopsis for Wild Wild West. The two best special agents in the Wild West must save President Grant from the clutches of a diabolical, wheelchair-bound, steampunk-savvy Confederate scientist bent on revenge for losing the Civil War. Yep. Yes. Yep. Tagline on July 2nd. It's a whole new West. Yes. We have two others, too. Okay. It's a whole new West, July 99. And then, oh, there was a lot of like Y2K stuff going on in marketing back then. Probably, if you're, yeah. if you're too young to remember, weren't born around, I'm telling you right now. Thank your parents or whoever that you weren't around for this because it was a really weird time when everything I'm talking about movie posters, uh, re- like product commercials, rap albums, everything had to reference Y2K one way or another. Everything. Party like it's 99, 1999 or something, something 2000. Everything had it. Uh, one other tagline. It doesn't get wilder than this. Mm, it doesn't. A little little uh, kind of you know discrepancy in the budget. I've heard I've seen anywhere from 150 to 170 million dollar estimated budget. Believes it. Grossed 113 million US, but worldwide saved it. 222 million dollars worldwide. That's a certified hit. There you go. Attaboy. Let's jump into this movie. If you want to watch it before you get the rest of the spoilers. Wild Wild West is on Netflix. Wild Wild West receives 17% from critics on 131 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience gave it 28% on over 464,000 ratings. That's a lot, man. You want the good or the bad, I mean? Let's start with the good. All right. Matt Sorgel from Florida Times Union. For pure summer escapism, you could do far worse. Yes. Anne Hornaday from Baltimore Sun, bolstered by a subtly funny supporting turn by Kevin Klein and a scenery-chewing performance by Kenneth Branagh, Smith carries the movie with his signature ease. Yes! Judith Egerton of The Courier-Journal, I recommend you suspend any whiff of disbelief and enjoy Sonnenfeld's hammy sci-fi western set in the late 1860s. Yes! Jeffrey Westoff of Northwest Herald, Though Wild Wild West story never comes together, parentheses, what Salma Hayek's character has to do with anything is a mystery. It you know, generates no, a good no, amount of laughs. No, it's not, Jeffrey. It is not no mystery. It's pretty obvious why she's in this. And she earned every dollar. And then Emily Blunt of Blunt Review. Really? Not that Emily Blunt. Oh. I looked. Emily Blunt of Blunt Review. It was fun. That was Blunt. That's a blunt review. Yeah. I kind of yeah. hope that's her whole website. Oh, that would be great. I hope that's her stage name or something, and that's just her bit, but no, that was great. I, I hope it's her real name, but it is her bit. The negative reviews. Terrence Rafferty of The New Yorker. The movie is exhausting, utterly without feeling, and pointless, though Smith looks great in his Western outfit. Yes. <laughs> Richard, <laughs> Richard Schickel of Time Magazine. Wild Wild West poses this not very pressing question. 
Can a comedy costing something north of $100 million hope to succeed solely on the basis of special effects, cross-dressing, and a vertically challenged villain? Yes. Wow. This is the first time every review is accurate. Nathan Rabin of the AV Club. In the tradition of such unwatchable blockbusters as Armageddon, Con Air, and Godzilla comes Wild Wild West, yet another cinematic spruce goose that illustrates how bigger is rarely better. Go fuck yourself, Nathan. Don't yeah. you dare drag yeah. Armageddon and Con Air into this. Godzilla, future cinephobe. Oh, God, sure. Is that the Matthew Bodrick Godzilla? Yes. 98 Godzilla, yeah. And Puffy was on the... Yeah. Uh, Puffy and Jimmy Page, right? Yeah. Peter Bradshaw of Guardian. It's exasperating. Best to give a miss to a movie whose title should be Mild Mild Zest or just Failed Failed Jest. Get out of here. You sound like Maze trying to... Watch Maze taking strays here. Oh, man. That's not a stray. That's a shot to the heart. (laughs) Bob Thomas of the Associated Press. Too many elements remain unexplained, and it can't really take four screenwriters to come up with this for Smith while he's battling five assassins. That's it. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I included this one because that's not an accurate quote. Yes. Yes, they they messed it up. This one felt racist to me. Mm -hmm. Peter Rayner of New York Magazine. Smith's hip-hop aloofness and Klein's master thespian routines don't mesh. Oh, wow. I, don't, I didn't get any hip-hop aloofness from or, Will Smith yeah. in this movie. Yeah, that sounds like someone who just saw someone black. Yeah. And then Philip Wunsch from Dallas Morning News, Wild Wild West deserves only one wild. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Before we get into this movie, uh, and before we get your first note, I mean, I have some old tweets about this movie that I uncovered. Oh, lovely. April 29, 2016. Me, the premise of Wild Wild West is actually pretty great, which I agree with. Still, I actually think it's a good premise. It's a good story idea. Revenge for the Civil War. The review that said, suspend your disbelief. If you're willing to buy the technology, I think it's fine. Sure. What are you guys talking about? I tweeted someone in July 28th, 2011. I don't know what it was in reference to because the tweet's been deleted that I was responding to, but it said, I think it's like Wild Wild West, but Harrison Ford doesn't have the cool weapons Kevin Klein had. Ooh, there was a Western with Cowboys versus Aliens. aliens that's funny, that must have been what it was. Yeah. That was a movie I was really excited about when it came out. Like yeah, I, was like, yeah, I thought it was going to be great, and then it wasn't. Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford. Sucked. April 29th, 2016. This was before the rebrand. I assume at Amin ESPN is with me on this. As bad as Wild Wild West is, it's fairly rewatchable. <laughs> there you go. Frame that tweet and put yeah. it in the Cinephobe archives. <laughs> the genesis of Cinephobe. Amin, what is your first note? So I was in college when this movie came out. And I remember going to see it, me and all, because it was like, it was, again, Will Smith was at the top of the fucking world. And as ridiculous as the premise of the movie sounds, like to someone explaining it, like, at the time, the idea was, like, Will Smith can't miss. He, got, he didn't miss. Everything was a direct hit. So if you start with Bad Boys and work your way from there, Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black. Like, every summer, he was coming with an absolute haymaker of a yeah. movie. So we're like, of course this is going to be amazing. Like, why wouldn't it be amazing? And so we went and we watched it, and everybody came out the theater like, that shit was trash and like everyone was killing it. And secretly I was like, I actually enjoyed it. 
Wow. <laughs> at, at the time, at the time when I saw it in the theater, I, I actually enjoyed it. I was like, it was a, it was a fun movie. Like, it, like, yeah, did, you, did you speak up? No, I went along with everybody. I was a okay, follower. So you weren't stand up for Spartacus here. I hadn't hadn't found my voice yet, okay. like as as a, <laughs> as as a movie critic. So I was just like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that movie's so trash. Ha ha ha. You know, and like I remember that whoever, whatever friend of mine was like the one who really pushed we should go see this or whatever. I, oh, I'm so cowardly, man. You threw like, him under the bus. Threw him under, like, and uh, like, oh, we're months. never letting Johnny pick another movie. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, like, like, like he says, "Hey guys, let's go eat at this new restaurant. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. just like you heard, well, that's pretty good, right?" <laughs> like high five, and oh, you got him, you burnt them. And inside, I was like, "Sorry." <laughs> the funny thing is about that tweet, Zach. Is like I don't think I've watched it that many times since like the early two thousands. The thing I don't think I watched it since that tweet until yeah. today. The opening scene, I was like, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember any I don't, of this. I don't remember most of the movie. Yeah, well, there are parts I remember very well, and there, there and there are <laughs> parts where, like, there are there parts are, where you know where Will Smith dresses up. Like, I thought that was at the beginning of the movie. Well, oh, when he's in, in drag. Yeah. Oh no, I knew that was because I was like, I remember like there was a big reveal at the end, but um, to, well, but, to the point to the point where when the when the spider comes out, I thought maybe that was the director's cut I saw that had the Will Smith in drag part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm telling like for me. There, there are parts that I remember very well to this day, and they did not disappoint when rewatching today. <laughs> Let's just say this right now: this movie is, uh, I guess we could say, problematic, right? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. I don't think we need to explain that to people listening to this podcast anymore. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just want everyone to know because I'm going to say things that are going to sound problematic, but I'm just saying within the context of the movie, that's not who I am. I don't want to be represented as that kind mm. of person. Because, good Lord, there's some, problem. turn. <laughs> some problematic stuff in this movie. We're in some kind of marsh in Louisiana, 1869. It's nice. nighttime, and some disc is flying after a guy in a metal collar. He's yelling about a giant spider and a madman. No, no. no this, <laughs> instantly, this is how I know, like, oh, yeah, man, I've aged. Like, since, since I saw it as a young kid. This movie is rated PG-13 for action sequences, sex references, and innuendo. And I said, they ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of goddamn innuendo and sex a references. A lot of innuendo. I yeah. mean, it's, it, it, it gives Mr. Magoo a run for his money. The guy's running, and he's as he's running away for his life, presumably, he says, I must warn the president. There's no fucking way if I'm running for my life, I'm pausing to say that to no one in particular. Especially you're in Louisiana. Are <laughs> like, you running? <laughs> I must warn the president. <laughs> All right. A Confederate soldier crouches over the severed head of that man from the blade and says, and they say you scientists are supposed to be smart. We see a spider emblem on the blade. Now we get a TV-like opening. Just like Wild Wild West, the TV show, Will Smith's twirling his gun, he's doing some shooting. This whole title sequence doesn't work for a movie. I get the homage part of it, but why do this? It's just stupid. Oh, there's a lot of homages in there for no reason. Oh, man. All right, now we're in Morgan, West Virginia. The cheeks in this movie were top-notch. Garcelle Beauvais-Nijon. Oh, in her right. prime. So we, we're in a water tower in West Virginia. Garcelle Beauvais, who was the star of the Jamie Foxx show, as you Fancy. may remember. She was fancy. Yeah. Uh, she's with the legendary Jim West, as she says. And that's why when she when they show her kind of top out, right? 
not completely out, but enough in that water. I wrote the note. I wish this movie was NC-17. Dude, let me tell you something right now. The, like I said, the cheeks in this movie were top-notch. Like, they hit in every category. Like, they got one in every category. And then also, fancy, at the Black Panther premiere, she was in line right next to me, in front of me, behind me. We're walking down, like, waiting to go traverse the red carpet to get inside. And she was right there. So there was a lot of sitting around and waiting. And I actually struck up a conversation with her. And it was really, she's very nice and very, and, and, and still lovely as ever. So that was cool. That's great. How was she not a bigger deal back then? I know, like, she never got, like, it just never kind of. Because she like, was funny on the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, and, 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 and obviously beautiful. But, like, it just never, ne- like, it's just, like, it, it, she needs to come right over the, this mountaintop, and she yeah. never quite got on top, over it. Like, she's yeah, a main, like, a character it. actor. There's a lot of movies she's in where she's, like, there, but, like, she's not a, a major factor in the movie. Yeah. Little piece of trivia for you guys on this scene. Belle was originally cast with and filmed with British actress Fina Oruchi. Reportedly, the chemistry needed for the bathtub love scene wasn't there. The scene was recast and reshot with Garcelle Beauvais. However, Oruchi was not told and found out she was no longer in the movie at the premiere in Los Angeles. They invited her to the premiere. That's fucked up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when she saw the movie later. She knew she wasn't in. Yeah. But like, not invited to the premiere? But about, wait, that might have been worse, though, I mean, because imagine... I would I would think, like, they told her before the movie, because I would imagine, like, watching that whole movie and then not seeing yourself... <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? Well, I get cut know, out of this. No, she, she'd know immediately. Oh, she know immediately. Yeah, I guess it's the early scene. Not, yeah, yeah. Unless she's th- unless she thought, wow, they shot two of these scenes, huh? I guess it's <laughs> later in the movie. I'm. I'm in <laughs> oh, he makes out with another girl, I and mean, yeah, right. he does the same routine that Jim West. <laughs> what a what a scoundrel. <laughs> she's saying the same lines. I like the side kissing, by the way. The fake kissing that Will Smith does. Yeah, because he's trying to work, right? He's trying yeah. to do his job. She spoke with her accent, and then I wrote, "Never mind." I see why she's not a bigger deal. Oh. Not a good accent. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> she's mad that he's working. There's a lot of sexual innuendo here. Double Just entendre. A yeah. Ramming a man's personal things into some hole because he's trying to look out the peephole and she takes his clothes and stuffs it in the hole. Yeah. So that he can't see anymore. He says, oh, you can't just go ramming a man's personal things into some hole. And she says, I thought that's what you were all about or some shit like that. And I wrote, double entendre. I intended to keep track of every single time one of those happened. The wagon of the McGrath boys is accidentally messes up the water tower. He goes sliding out um, naked onto the floor where the bad guys are. He says, that was fun. Which one of you boys wants to strip down and go next? <laughs> She throws down his hat. He punches him. You thought that was funny? I laughed. Wow. All right. We almost get the N-word before the fight starts. Yes. They started it. Great writing. He starts beating these guys up. Meanwhile, across town, there's a carriage with Kenneth Branagh and two ladies. The only way that Zach knows that it's it's happening across town at the same time is there literally is a title card that says, meanwhile, across town. Right. Yeah, I didn't just guess that they were in the same time or anything. This was a weird moment of deja vu for me. For some reason, I definitely remembered that Kenneth Branagh's character, Loveless, travels with his coterie of international bitches. Yes. <laughs> like, like my man from, uh, from Half-Baked, uh, Samson. Oh, yeah. 
they're going to a gentleman's club. Kevin Klein is in drag at a bar or at the bar in the gentleman's club, to which I wrote, he looks like he's in white chicks. (laughs) (laughs) Some dude keeps trying to proposition him and he says, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And he drops this gem. You got to be interested. You're a whore. (laughs) That's pretty good logic. He's flirting with the soldier from the opening scene who flirts back, then turns his attention to Salma Hayek, who's dancing on the table. So that's General Bloodbath McGrath, who's played by Ted Levine, who you might remember as Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. See, I also remember him as the bad guy in Nowhere to Run with Mm -hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's in Heat. He's Sergeant Tanner in The Fast and the Furious. He's in a lot of stuff. He's got quite a career. This dude, I'm telling you, they got a cast. Yeah. They didn't just get a bunch of people. They went and got a cast. So when the guy says, you have to be interested, you're a whore, he says he's not a whore, he works alone, and then a flower extends from his his dress, knocks the guy out with a single punch. I have the word extendo. Extendo clip. Extendo roll. Written in my notes like 15 times for this movie because there's no real way to explain what the fuck is happening. It's just some real go-go gadget bullshit, man. Like the cartoons, right? You know, like the little accordion, like, it comes out. You know, like, think of Bugs Bunny every time he opens his jacket up. Like a punching, a punching, a boxing glove comes out and punches somebody. That's basically what's happening with Kevin Klein in this entire movie. Now Jim West is clothed. He's on the runaway wagon. The wagon is full of bottles of nitro. He says, Nitro! This is not the way you transport nitro! Transport's not a word that's used all that often. I don't feel like that's the right word there. He jumps on the horses. He's trying to slow them down so the nitro doesn't blow up. Meanwhile, back to the gentleman's club, General McGrath overlooking the whores to pick from and somehow picks Kevin Klein instead of Salma Hayek. Yeah, by the way, he picks Kevin Klein because Kevin Klein tells him his name is Dora. And I said, my mama's name was Dora. And I thought to myself, who in the hell wants to fuck someone who's got the same name as their mom? Probably a dude with a steampunk ear horn. That's true. That's a good point. Particularly if they look like Kevin Klein is the other note I have. As they're walking out of the room, a random guy comes up and says, what kind of lady are you? To which McGrath then shoots the guy and says, she's mine. Well, that's the guy that was hitting on Kevin Klein before. That's, and he told him that he had tonsillitis. And now he's all jealous. <laughs> McGrath just shoots him in the chest. Yeah. That seemed like an overreaction. I'll be honest. That's tonsillitis. Great innuendo. Ah. Yeah. McGrath dumps some fluid out of the funnel that's in his ear. The steampunk ear. Yeah, I didn't gross. need to see that. Yeah, horses stop right before the cliff that would have led to the club. Jim Weston notices that General Bloodbath McGrath is in there, and he sees Klein is singing with the entire room. Klein is really unsightly. I'm not trying to be rude here, but he's really unsightly in this drag. Yeah. He's just not. It just doesn't look good. It didn't um, do it for you. No, I could barely masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> just half chub. As McGrath and Klein are going up to a room, West is climbing the outside to the top floor. Klein's belt has these two hypnotic circles making McGrath sleepy. He hypnotizes him, turns him into a dog, kind of. Gets him to admit that a scientist has been tied up in the other room that we saw. Does he admit to it or does sort he just of. bark? Well, he barked twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the circles stop. McGrath goes crazy. He pulls a knife, and that's when Jim West crashes through the window, knocks out McGrath, but didn't knock him out because McGrath didn't just tackles him through a wall. I said, "Where?" All hell breaks loose. I mean, there's fighting all over the club with West. 
Klein reveals to West that he's a man and he's a U.S. Marshal. Uh, we find out West is in the U.S. Army. All right. All right. None of this is compelling. A woman is reading lips to Branna. Oh, not uh, any woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Her name is Miss Lippin Reader. Miss Lippin Reader, right. And I have pun. Well, also, there's the girl There's the girl with all the weapons named Munitia. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Munitia. Yeah. I realize that maybe these aren't their actual names. It's just what. This is just Loveless going off top. He's a very clever man. Yeah. Uh, he sends the nitro wagon down the hill oh. into the club. There's a huge... No, 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 no. Using his extendo cane. And also he says, why don't we send them the welcome wagon? <laughs> Which I write, pun! Exclamation. I have all these puns. I have a pun meter here. So the welcome wagon is a wagon full of nitro if you're keeping track at home. This entire time, Will Smith still doesn't have his shirt on, by the way. Oh, yeah. He just, he just well, put on a jacket. Put it on. Yeah, exactly. Fast forward. We're in Washington, D.C. The Capitol's being built. Wes goes riding through town, goes to the White House. He gets stopped from going into the president's office. And the guy who stopped him says, after the war, we gave you 40 acres and a meal, but you can't just go traipsing into the president's office. Yeah. Still some racial tension, I mean. You know what's funny? I remember when this movie came out, they were like, yo, how is Will Smith going to play basically what was a white character in the original Wild Wild West show? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you don't you don't even notice it because, you know, Will Smith is such a great actor. And literally every scene, they make it a point to point out he's black. <laughs> yeah, it is every scene. <laughs> because cause right after this dude says that, President Ulysses S. Grant is in the, or who we think is Ulysses S. Grant, is in the Oval Office and says, let him in. He's already late for his appointment or whatever. And I said, oh, he's late for his appointment because he's black. <laughs> Do you think the black jokes came from the Tremors writers, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit writers, or the Predator writers? Predator. Uh, Predator. Yeah, it's a lot of racism in Predator. Also, another thing. While we're seeing scenes of mid-construction Washington, D.C., people riding on horseback and stuff. There's one person who rides by on a penny-farthing bike. If you don't know what a penny-farthing bicycle is, it's one of those ridiculous bikes from, like— Big wheel. Yeah, with the big front wheel and the little back wheel. First of all, I don't know why they were ever designed like that. What is the advantage of that? And second of all, how did they ever get on that bike? That's a great question. I'd like to try. If you own a penny farthing bike and you and you're in the Los Angeles area, <laughs> please contact us. We'd love to. I'd love to film this. Like uh, to- oh, it's going to go horribly, but I'd still like to try. I'd like to troubleshoot that thing. Yeah, my note is: is Kevin Klein playing the president? Oh shit, he is. Oh, he reveals himself to be Artemis Gordon, Klein's character. So I guess he is, but he isn't at the same so- time. Something I did not realize back then. Somehow that I realized the first time today. Yes, he's he's playing Gordon in disguise as the president. But he also plays the president. Yeah, he also plays the president. Which is not the first time that Kevin Klein has both played the president and the man impersonating the president. The other one was Dave in 1993. Great movie. Love Dave. Not oh, meet Dave, right? Not meet Dave. No, oh. just Dave. Meet Dave, future cinephobe. Jim West knew that it wasn't him. Uh, he knew from the ring that he was that he was wearing. And this voice work is not great. I don't know what Ulysses S. Grant was supposed to sound like, but not that. Yes, it's just gruff. I'm, uh, I'm President Grant. And then I just thought, like, these scenes must be exhausting to film when you're an actor playing two characters. Well, yeah, because you're, you're, ne- you're never, like, talking to the actual... You're yeah. shooting everything on one side, basically, with a stand-in or something like that, or a body right. double. And you got to go to the other side. Yeah. That's bullshit. Well, no, I don't think uh, they do it all in the same day. Like, I think you do all the lines this way and then you do all the I lines. I mean, you're there. Might as well do I think they like, like just switch Zach, off back and forth. Zach, Zach, 
Zach has them pausing. He's like, well, I, Mr. President, and he turns around and he's like, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> I've, got, I've got them treated like Zach Morris when he books two dates in the same uh, night. <laughs> Just running back and forth. Coincidentally, that's exactly what the woman who went to the premiere thinking that she was in the movie. <laughs> she thought that's what Jim West was doing. Oh, they're doing the Zach Morris. <laughs> All right, President is getting death threats lately. The America's top scientists have been kidnapped by General McGrath. There's a letter demanding that President Grant surrenders the U.S. government in one week. It was delivered with a cake, and when you open the cake top, all these tarantulas climb all over it. And yet, somehow, Jim West surmises that this is the work of Bloodbath McGrath. Is that marzipan? (laughs) Also, uh, they start bickering and arguing, and I wrote classic buddy cop movie. Yeah. It's not a sci-fi western. It's a buddy cop movie. Because you got the whole, hey, you guys got to put your differences aside and work together. And, and they begrudgingly do at some point. Takes a lot to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> They've got a week to track him down. Klein has invented a motorized bicycle. A bivalve interior combustion twice exhausted biaxle nitro cycle. Every time he does one of those, I always try to figure out what the initials are because I'm waiting for it to spell out something nasty. And it, and it wasn't. It was just like whatever it well, was. Well, funny enough, they all spelled out cock. <laughs> they're racing to get to the train Klein dusts them to the point where he leaves so early now Jim West has to be like on the horse tracking down a moving train trying to get in there it launches him into the cabin with like a spring-loaded platform he lands directly on the chair yeah and so then he wants to fight Artemis uh while Artemis is like knitting together a bulletproof vest he says, guns, I find them so primitive and unnecessary. And impermeable. Yeah, and impermeable. And I just don't know what his accent's supposed to be. Douchebag. Highfalutin douchebag from the 1800s. Wes punches him. Klein then does some slapstick racist martial arts motions and sounds before kicking a button, which drops a mallet to the face of Jim West. It knocks Cartoon. him onto a pool table. The pool table straps him in, and then the floor opens. It spins him around. Now he's on the underside of the train. I love this train. I put this movie as painfully boring. Please bring back Garcelle. I miss train travel. You miss train travel? What's yeah, the last like, time you were on a train? No, I mean I've been on Amtrak a couple of times, but that's like I don't miss it as in like I w- like I miss me doing it. Like the idea of like having sleeper cars and like okay. you know, I feel like that was something that we kind of we we never got at a chance to experience much here in this country, and I wish it were. Well, Europe is still holding it down for the trains. Still the best way to get around Europe. Asia has it too, right? But these are all like very short trains, like an hour, two hour ride or whatever. I'm talking about like, give me a nice 12 hour travel and I have to have a sleeper car where I'm going to have bed and they're going to serve me a meal and stuff like, oh, I I know they still have it. There's some Amtrak routes with it. I've thought about many a time of should I I I will, paid, I, I will pay to have you take a 12-hour train ride. Dude, I, I just want to know. And then we'll get the immediate reaction, and it'll be like, man, why do we still have trains? Let me say this right now, Zach. The, I, I, I've tried to plan it out before L.A. to New Orleans, because I know that's one of the routes. I'll, if you'll pay for it, I'll do it. You know but I'll, I gotta, ride, I'll ride it with you. Let's do it. We can, we can do a special Cinephobe sure. episode, Cinephobe Marathon. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm dead okay. serious. I'm serious too. I'll do it. Can we fly back? Yes. Okay. Yes, All right. I'm in. <laughs> I'm not taking the motherfucker back. I don't know if you guys want to add watching terrible movies to that trip. It might. No, I think we have to. That's <laughs> right. We get a sponsor. Yeah, we got to find a way to get sponsored. All right. Fuck it. I'm in, guys. I'm and in. To twitch it. Absolutely. The three of us on a train from 
LA to uh, New Orleans? 45 hours. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Wes then pulls a lever while he's under the train. Klein's chair flips, and now he's underside of the train. They agree to work together. Klein shows him the head of the guy that was cut off in the first scene. That with, is uh, a man's head. Yep, that's what Jim West says over and over throughout the scene. That is a man's head. Klein has some kind of invention hooked up to the eyeballs of the man where you can see the man's last image seen before dying. You know, retinal conscious theory. At which point I said, I believe in this because I know two things I remember in this movie <laughs> were burned into my brain a long time ago. And I never forgot them. They see that it's McGrath in the, in, in the image. Uh-huh. They find an invitation in McGrath's pocket in the image, invite them to a costume party. So they need costumes. And Klein suggests that West goes as his manservant. Oh, why, yes, Master Gordon. Oh, I swear, I'd be delighted. I sing, I dance for you, sir. Oh, and I swear, none of the other white folks will know I'd rather shoot myself than play your damn manservant. And then he also shits on his costume quality. Tensions were high back then with race, I feel like. Yeah. It's not like I'm today. Glad, I'm glad we got that sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> Klein thinks it's stupid for him to go as a as a black soldier to a bunch of white supremacists. That's a good that's a good point though. He it is a good point. An armed Negro cowboy. That may not be the best thing to a room full of former slave owners. And then they start talking about his drag costume. Yeah, right? his prosthetic breasts. Yes. And um, how they're filled with buckwheat. <laughs> yeah. To which then Jim West like pours the buckwheat out once it's misshapen, fills it with water. Now touch my breast. Now touch yourself. Oh, my God, I'm hard. It's the classic, like, 90s movie, like, oh, my God, I think they're gay. What if they're gay? (laughs) (laughs) They're at the costume party. Wes knocks out a guard and breaks into the house. Salma Hayek is there. She's being pushed around by some women. You forgot the the classic action one-liner of, excuse me, sir, I was was hoping I I wouldn't have to break your nose. Like, (laughs) you already knocked him out. Why do you have to finish the line? Six writers. It's an action movie. That, now that, I can tell you for a fact, the Predator writers came up with. 100%. Yeah, yeah. that's easily Predator writers. All right, Wes is confronted by Bai Ling. Oh. Uh, she's been in The Crow, Red Corner, oh. Crank High Voltage. She's I'm one of Loveless's girls, Miss East. The teaks in this movie, I'm telling you, boys. Boy, all right, uh, tonight is... By the way, her name oh. is May Lee East, because again, <laughs> Loveless called all he got. I was like, is that her real name or is Loveless just really lazy? He's like, I got two days. I think that one is her real name because she introduces herself. No, but she's probably just going along with it because like yeah. they're all brainwashed by Loveless, right? Yeah. So everyone thought Loveless was dead after the Civil War, but this is a coming out party. He emerges out of an exploding Abe Lincoln head. And announces because they, they came in to like battle him of the Republic. Don't you just hate that song. And all I can think of is Kenneth Branagh. Like, man, they gave you this. You read it and you're like, I'm in. <laughs> he really cranked it up here. His facial hair is on point. He looks insane. Yeah, he throws himself into it, man. Loveless has no legs. He's in a motorized wheelchair. He says, it's me, alive and kicking. Well, alive anyway. Uh-huh. He has no legs. I had forgotten this. I had forgotten that he was just a torso. Oh, really? Uh, no, no. That's oh, not, man. And in the scene where you see him in the beginning, he's in the carriage, so he's you don't see his whole body. And then this, uh, for some reason, I do not remember this. So he's lost a lung, a spleen, two legs, a bladder, 35 feet of small intestine. 
and the ability to reproduce, but not his sense of humor. He spots Jim West, who's come oh. down the stairs, hold and on, thanks on. him for adding color. Nothing like a racist, disabled person roast battle. Mr. West, how nice of you to join us tonight and add color to these monochromatic proceedings. Well, when one comes back from the dead, I find that an occasion to stand up, be counted. Miss East informs me that you were expecting to see General McGrath here. Well, I knew him years ago, but I haven't seen him in a coon's age. Uh, it'd be difficult for a man of your stature to keep in touch with even half the people you know. Well, perhaps the lovely Miss East will keep you from being a slave to your disappointment. Beautiful women encourage you one minute, then cut the legs out from under you. That's when he taps out. Yeah, <laughs> Jim West wins, bitch. <laughs> Loveless and McGrath congregate off in a room together. West thinks the there's a bigger woman in the room. He thinks it's Artemis, but it's an actual lady. Artemis is dressed like a trapper, like from yeah. Quebec or something. Uh, stupid cowboy. Uh, there's a lot of cringe. <laughs> McGrath wants the weapons that got destroyed. Loveless tells him to put his men in a certain place by 10 p.m. tonight. West breaks into the office where they were after they leave. Klein hears someone screaming upstairs uh, while West is tracing an image of the map in which the men are, the soldiers are supposed to go. The classic pencil shading technique from film noir, and of course, my favorite use, the Big Lebowski, when he shades in a dick drawing from Jackie Treehorn. Miss East comes, walks in on him, mm. he pulls a knife, and then she just starts undressing to me. Yeah. She asks him if he likes to poke around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah innuendo. <laughs> innuendo. She also says, she says, I told you to meet me at the foyer. And he says, well, I've never been good at French. Then she just leans in, slobs him down, and she says, hmm, au contraire. Like, which, <laughs> I got to kick out. But I'm telling you, when she sits down and she lifts her skirt, you see them ass cheeks here. Woo! All right, calm down. That, that uh, bur- burnt, into, burnt into my brain, bro. She tries to seduce. You uh, got to understand something. You got to understand something. Back in 1999, pornography was not as readily available as it is now. <laughs> All you had were your memories. Your memories. <laughs> yeah, you had to jack up when your eyes were closed. <laughs> Uphill. Both ways. <laughs> Upside down. Upside down. <laughs> she tries to seduce him so someone in the painting behind him can shoot him. The guy had a double barrel shotgun in the painting. He was going to shoot West from behind, to which I thought, Miss, Miss East totally gets hit there, right? No, she's dead. Miss oh, East? Yeah, she's done. Does she die there? Yeah, she never comes back. That's a wrap on Miss East. She's dead. So Jim West kills her? Well, the dude in the painting kills her. She's trying to shoot James. James? Are you fucking dating now? (laughs) West avoids it. Shoots everybody in the paintings in the room. Goes up to the bigger woman and tells her all the info that he's uncovered, thinking it's Kevin Klein. He bongos her tits. (laughs) Incredible. Like Matthew McConaughey, high as fuck, naked in his apartment. <laughs> Klein yells, hang him! West surrounded. They're going to go hang him outside while Klein sneaks into the room that he heard the cries from. He sees Salma Hayek is in a cage. By the way, did you see the bed? When they first abduct her, she, she says, I'm not getting on that thing. I says, come on, you signed up for this. I, got, I signed up to be a, a, in a standing position. I'm an entertainer. And I never understood what she was talking about. So then they got in the cage, and then when he comes in the room, they give us a shot of the bed, and it is like this crazy contraption, like a sex swing, but on top of a bed, but also with cuffs and shit. Yeah, well, how else is Loveless 
going to do anything. He has no dick. He has but no- he is still horny as fuck. Well, <laughs> as we find out later, he's got mechanisms. Yeah. How fun is that? Well, I mean, you know, what can he do? He's obsessed with it, so it seems to be pretty good for him, whatever it is. He unlocks the cage with this little mini saw that he hooked up to the spur or some bullshit. This uh, this legitimately this, made me laugh. When we- when Jim West is addressing the crowd. This uh, is one of the best the scenes. This is- so he's trying to explain the tradition of doing the bongos, right? <laughs> in, my native- said, in my native land, the guy says, Georgia? <laughs> Africa. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great little exchange yeah man that whole scene right there it actually that's the part where now knowing that there were so many different writers it makes sense yeah because i'm like this whole scene is actually really funny so how could the people who wrote this have this really like funny not nuanced but like really good witty dialogue and then later on give us no more mr knife guy like it right. just, he says to try to apologize <laughs> His apology is terrible. He thought like, "I'm sorry, I called you guys redneck." But let's think about that word. You guys took it as a as a term of offense. Like, no, you guys should be proud. Red color of passion, of blood, of power. And everyone's like, "Yeah." They kind of nod their head. He's like, "Neck." Second word, neck. I got nothing for neck. <laughs> and then, and then he's like trying to like sweet talk his way, smooth talk his way. Like, put put that thing away. And then he, he looks at the woman, he, he, he apologizes to her, and then he says, I just have one thing to say to you. Will you marry me? <laughs> she gasps, huh? and he says, huh? that means no, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that, is, like, that scene is quintessential Will Smith. Yeah, it is. Like, oh, that's whoever wrote that like, knows has worked with Will Smith before, and like, he delivered that perfectly. I feel like he ad-libbed that. Oh, man. All right. Um, Klein comes to the rescue. The rope to hang West turned out to be elastic. He vaults himself onto the getaway carriage. We find out that Salma Hayek is looking for her father, who's a captured scientist. West bails to go where the soldiers are supposed to be. Soldiers were actually set up to show off this new tank that comes out of the water and has guns on all sides that mows down all the soldiers Mm. in the field, in which McGrath is furious. Uh, Loveless says this is for surrendering with General Lee at Appomattox. Yeah, he, he mentions that several times. Not the, yeah. the surrender, but specifically at Appomattox. Yeah, it was and like so, they wanted us to know they know they know history. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they were aware. Yeah. So they're fine tuning the weapon in real time as McGrath yells to stop. He goes to shoot Loveless. Loveless shoots him with a gun that's in his wheelchair. Then he tells his hotary to feed McGrath to the crabs. But they're in like a marsh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming there's like some crawfish or some shit, but. More importantly, did you guys notice when McGrath falls to what we think is his death right there on the floor, one of the assembled uh, dignitaries who are watching the proceeding has a dog. The dog jumps down, runs over, and like kind of looks quizzically at the ear horn that's coming out of McGrath's head. And that is a nod to the RCA logo of his master's voice, the dog looking into the... um, what are they called? A phonograph or whatever? Yes, which is a painting by Francis Barrow. But, like, my thing is this. Why? That is the deepest cut for absolutely no one. For no reason. <laughs> for zero no payoff. Reason. Zero payoff. It would be like uh, like having a polar bear run out and then grab a, a soda bottle. And, like, I'm tipping my cat to Coca-Cola. <laughs> I don't know what the point of that was. Right. Maybe RCA threw some money into it. Who knows? Maybe. 
Uh, Loveless is trying to sell this off to British and French militaries. West sees the carnage of dead soldiers. Klein comes up and wants to know what did this. And West starts describing rumors that he had heard of this weapon in New Liberty about a week before the war ended. We find out that McGrath is still alive. West finds him by the shore. McGrath says that Loveless is the reason for the New Liberty massacre. Salma tells them that Loveless is going to Utah. That's where the president is, by the way. Now we're on the train. Salma breaks onto the train as Klein was talking about how fine she is and is preparing food. Well, Jim West was telling them you can't you can't have her on the train because she's going to be a distraction. Yeah. It does the, the typical, like, talking about someone when they're right there and then comes in like, ah, and tries to change the subject. Uh, even though he, like, he was describing in great detail her tits and ass, basically. Rita is full of information, but it's all been garbled like a game of telephone. The foreign minister, she knows where the foreign ministers are going, right? And that there have been scientists kidnapped. And all Something this. about a Louisiana purpose? Oh, the Louisiana purchase. Like, everything was like... Yeah. <laughs> at some point, she says she got, she wants to go to bed. Okay. Jim West tries to kick, kick her off the train. Yes. He calls Col- Coleman, stop the train. We got to let this person off. And he says, like, well, we got to let her off. He's like, I'm just a scared, half-naked girl. And Coleman's dick gets super hard because he goes, half-naked? Wow. Like, part of it is excitement. And I think part of it is also, like, relief. That Oh, my God. These guys aren't gay. They have a half-naked girl with them. Yeah, Hold he up. had to have feared back then that they would try to have sex with them, right? Yeah, so so that's That's a mentality. I would like to nominate Salma Hayek's line reading here for a golden dumpster really i'm a frightened starving half-naked young woman who only wants to find her father she wants to go to bed she needs to change her clothes artemis offers something jim west says no i got something that it's not fancy but it, it won't explode while you're asleep basically alluding to artemis's shit all being like shit gadgets gives her the quintessential turn of the century pajamas that are just a onesie yeah the, the onesie long john yeah with the butt flap and she turns around and the butt flap is not done so her flap is open and we see her ass ladies and gentlemen behold the second scene that was burnt into my memory for all time she's a huge distraction they're right about that yeah they're right artemis says no she's just a breath of fresh ass and he says what he says no yeah a breast of fresh air and then jim Jim west says let's just get some shut ass (laughs) i laugh to I which love the Kevin Klein does like he like nods like yeah of course and then like does like a turn of like he realized what he said yeah that's comedy by the way that is comedy <laughs> the old switcheroo all right like, what based on the people who've been kidnapped they figure that Loveless Project has armor explosives and hydraulics mm. but what could he be building that's going to cause the president to surrender. So now their train is caught Loveless's train. They lost the train as they go through a tunnel because it raised up on hydraulics to let them pass through. Extendo legs, Zach. Extendo legs, I apologize. <laughs> and now Loveless is chasing them. Wes gets on top of the Loveless train through some, I don't know, bullshit. Who cares? Salma Hayek sounds like she's saying all these words for the first time. She might be. It's not her first language, Maze. Yeah. A fucking asshole. Trying to build a wall in the script. Trying to make America great again. <laughs> Uh, the henchman comes from behind and starts to choke him. He pushes the guy into the smokestack as Loveless harpoons the train in front of them. Salma accidentally knocks them out with a pool ball that had sleeping gas in it. When they wake up, they're in a perimeter circle with these metal collars on, like from the first scene. Loveless has uh, has Salma. This is incredible. This is fucking incredible. Come on, gentlemen. I trust you slept well. What have you done with Rita? Rita, is it? How familiar. Rita is sleeping off the after effects in the stateroom. She is quite lovely, isn't she? Who knows? I might even become 
familiar with her myself. That'd be one more reason for me to kill you. Oh, yes, Mr. West. I'm sure to a no doubt, well-endowed blackamoor like yourself, it must seem absolutely impossible that a freak like me could fully enjoy the pleasure of a woman. But having witnessed my use of mechanology thus far, wouldn't you think that I could devise something for the lower half of my body that was hard pumping and indefatigably steely? And... Speaking of hard pumping, Mr. Coleman, full steam ahead. I'm not sure who this is for right now. Kenneth Branagh is a very smart doctor, scientist, with way too much time on his hands. Real hornball, man. Yeah. A real hornball. He is loveless. Oh, boy. He's not discriminatory because no. he's oh. all creeds, all countries. It'll take diversity. them all. For a racist, he really yeah. loves him some women of all colors. <laughs> he really is into the diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but he has a Native American dude working for him, which yeah. I thought was kind of odd, too. West steps out of the perimeter, and the blade disc starts uh, prepping to fire off. Now they're running through a cornfield. This blade is defying all physics because it's you know, a magnet collar and all this shit. They run for the gully. They leap into each other's arms. The blades hit each other and explode for some reason. I didn't know uh, they were explosive, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then they fall into this pit of mud to which then, a little bit of comedy, I mean, Jim West sneezes, and we get mud hitting Cle- Kevin Klein's face. Can't go wrong with that, man. That's so then the next scene is Kevin Klein is just going off on how much he doesn't like Jim West, right? Yeah. To which I wrote, Maze, don't get mad. But he's kind of acting his ass off in the scene. Oh, man. He really sells it. Maybe I should just get this rock and bash it. That's what Jim West would do. Because I'm the master of mechanical things. <laughs> he hits the collar with the rock and then uh, reverses the polarity of the collars so now they're attaching to each other's metal objects there's a belt gag and all this stuff yeah. he says you know when you tell this story to your grandchildren leave this part out yeah because it, it looks like him. but it looks like he blew him i guess yeah and, and, and we know in the 90s even if it looks like you blew somebody you basically you blew blew. Yeah. yeah they can't get it to work until they find his auxiliary toolkit that was in his pocket the whole time he says that's the last week love would have looked because jim west asked I'm surprised you had it in your pocket and not attached to some gadget that shoots out of your Extendo. ass. Extendo. Extendo. Now we're getting origin stories of Jim West and how he ran away from a plantation as a kid. And he saw his yeah. family again at New Liberty when the massacre happened. And he's friends with the Indians, so he has knowledge of insects. And the desert. Like, he knows yeah. where to go or whatever. Also, there's some really bad green screen in this movie. You're really bad green screen. Like, in the weirdest times, like them walking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, green screen in this bitch. Like, a lot of the action scenes are... are I mean, the green screen technology is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. It's very confusing. They're headed to Spider Canyon where Loveless has all his stuff. Magnet collar they're holding drags Klein to the railroad tracks that makes it easier to find. Now, all of a sudden, an 80-foot mechanical tarantula comes crawling out of the canyon. It has missiles, blowing up rocks. Kevin Klein tries to design a flying machine to attack the spider. And now we're at a railroad spike ceremony with the president. So every time he goes to hammer that spike in, it falls out from a vibration. This is why they brought in the Tremors guys for this scene right here. This, yeah, go. exactly. They had go. to get that right. Clear um, out, boys. Here so we here's come. the thing. The crowd is in front of him. The crowd can see behind him, and that's where the spider's coming from. No one reacts until this fucking 80-foot spider is like 100 yards away. Which is funny because like, it's pretty much open country. <laughs> it's flat it's flat desert yeah yeah. like there's no way you could miss this thing yeah and, and it makes a lot of noise too by the way <laughs> it does it makes a shitload of noise uh artemis is in his president costume he's trying to confuse loveless to let the real president get away as west climbs up the spider west gets caught as he gets to the top and a woman shoots him minutia shoots him and uh he falls to the ground 
Loveless has captured everybody except Jim West, and now we're at the ceremony celebrating the surrender of the United States government. We find out that West had the, what's it called, the impermeable? Yeah, yeah, he had that uh, yeah. lined into his jacket. A lot of chair spinning shots in this movie with Loveless. Oh yeah, he loves to spin. Loves, to, loves about, to spin. Yeah. When he's addressing yeah. a big groom, he loves to spin. Uh, he likes so, wind in his hair. <laughs> he does. Loves the wind in his hair. Loves the wind in his beard. Now he's letting them know how the how the country's going to be divided up. So Britain gets all the original thirteen colonies minus Manhattan. Yeah. Florida and the Fountain of Youth go back to Spain. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California go to Mexico. And uh, Loveless gets the rest of the country. He wants, like, Montana and shit. He really picked the worst yeah, part. Yeah. And France is in the Midwest. His choice of location was strange. I didn't get that. Yeah, he just wanted, like, the worst parts of America. Yeah. So Wes gets back to the train and figures out a new approach since all the guns are gone. President Grant refuses to sign the surrender. Loveless threatens to shoot uh, Artemis Gordon, who has the vest on. He has to be shot in the heart because of love of his country. So Loveless says, shoot, shoot him in him the head. head. And yeah. as she's about to shoot him, I mean, music randomly starts playing. Which causes him to stop from telling her to fire, which led me to question if you were told to shoot somebody. And they said, ready, aim, but they never said fire. Would you instinctively just shoot on your own? Because I think I would. Yeah, I think I would have shot. I don't think Cause I would. Because you'd want to look like a real go-getter, right? Yeah. I don't, yeah Try like, to move yeah, up. I'm not waiting for you to say fire. Right. I'm letting loose. Will Smith is in a uh, kind of like a belly dancer's costume. Goes uh, yeah. to the stage to seduce Loveless. Loveless just horning it up right now. And How can someone so dickless be so horny? Great question. And, ca- and calls him Ebonia. Ebonia. <laughs> and that's when I and that's when I realized. Oh wait, I don't think these are their names. I think that's just Loveless doing the the old George W. Bush. I'm giving everybody a nickname. That's how I'm gonna remember. Hey, hat. hey, socks. What's hey, up, Brownie? <laughs> Wes steals the key off of uh, Loveless's wheelchair. He slips it to Gordon. But I just want to remind everybody, Kenneth Branagh is a Shakespearean actor, a seriously like acclaimed Shakespearean actor for when you watch this movie. I just can't get rid of that in my head. The bra of the costume starts shooting fire. The president gets kidnapped again. Loveless escapes with him. Salma has her dad. Now, Wes wants Klein to invent a flying machine, and he does it real quick it looks like a fucking ironing board attached to a bicycle to get the proper speed they fly it off a cliff and it works and then there's Wait, an eric gordon joke which again you gotta remember like this i mean this is the height of jordan mania the yeah. height of it july 1999 man people are still going crazy over michael jordan and they were like you know what tip of the cap to michael tip jordan the, as well yeah. <laughs> like why i don't know uh, two tips of the cap in this movie one to the rca logo and two to michael jordan yeah I don't know. The spider reaches a town. He's threatening the president doesn't sign the surrender. He's going to start shooting up the town. He starts blowing up buildings. The only building that doesn't get blown up in it, the Lucky Hotel. Ah. See that? See what they did there, I mean? Oh, yeah. I see what yeah. Klein and West are dropping the nitro bottles from the air. They save the president on the spider, but then get trapped. West gets dropped to the engineering room where there are henchmen with blades for hands. There's some kind of metal man beating on him a screaming guy with a shovel yeah i called this dude single-bladed wolverine pirate (laughs) sure (laughs) ties up the blade guy in chains and said that's it no more mr knife guy and kicks him out of the spider yeah knife guy was his credited name and we'll come back to the scene later yeah six writers yeah. Then my question: Did Loveless make a cyborg? Because there's a dude that is all metal. Yeah, yeah. this guy, yeah. Frankenstein dude with 
yeah. steel plates everywhere, and then I think his arm is wood. But he short but, circuits. I like how he like he, he punches him in the face. Nothing. He punches him in the torso. Nothing happens. He punches him in the dick, and the same thing. It's a metal clang. And Jim West looks at him with disbelief. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy a metal head and a metal torso, but not metal balls. Nice. Come on. It's <laughs> unnatural. Uh, this metal guy is kicking Jim West's ass, and then right as he's about to kill him on the edge of the spider, he just short circuits and falls out. So I don't understand what happened. Unexplained. So baffling. <laughs> yeah, there's no explanation. There's no way they're like, oh, that's what happened. No, he just short circuited, just shitty, you know, mechanics or something. I don't know. Yeah. Loveless goes to investigate. Wes kicks the wheelchair into a uh, wedging in, in between some metal to which then Loveless, his wheelchair drops four legs and breaks free. Extendo legs. Oh, extendo. Yeah, extendo legs. I apologize. There's a poker thing. He's like, nothing better than two pair of legs. <laughs> oh, something. I see you don't play poker, Mr. West. Oh, yeah. Because four of a kind always beats a pair. Yeah, yeah. Klein shoots one of the legs as Loveless is stomping on. Jim West is about to crush him. He shoots one of the legs. The hydraulic fluid spews everywhere. Now that he loses all power. It just like shrivels up. It makes absolutely no sense. There's no liquid in this shit. It's, oh, oh, man. it's so good. Spider's heading for a cliff. Loveless is dangling off the edge as they hit the cliff. And, and then this is when we get the next pun war part two. Is oh. right. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. How 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 did we arrive in this dock situation? I have no idea. I'm just as stumped as you are. But then I guess that's it's not really a pun war, huh? It's a callback. I was waiting for more. I thought there were more. I don't know why. Yeah, that's the only thing that comes up in this quote section though. Well he calls him yellow, but that's not Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, while well, you are dark as the night on the outside. Inside, you are yellow. Yeah, you so- just don't have it. In so a lever Do will ya. release them off the off the spider and both plummet to their death and loveless. Boy. Oh, boy. Boy. Uh, Brenna really committed to the racism in this role. Yeah. Like yeah. he really did. You know what? I, I heard that Leo DiCaprio channeled Kenneth Brown's <laughs> performance in Wild Wild West for oh, his. Is that what you heard? In, in, in Django, yeah. So okay. that is, I imagine so. Okay. Uh West drops Loveless and saves himself on the knife guy who was hanging and- with the chain. And he says, now that's a whooping. Yeah. Action, action movie punchline right there. Yeah. President drives home the spike of a new railroad ceremony and it's over. He welcomes Klein and West to the new Secret Service, their agents one and two, to which they both wonder who's one and who's two. He takes the train with all the gadgets and Salma thanks them for saving the day. She's headed back to Texas. She can't stay because the professor that was her father, guys, it's her husband. Wait, what? (laughs) Like what? What was her role other than right. yeah. have her image burnt into my brain forever? <laughs> so then Klein and West are riding off into the sunset, and it's revealed, guys, they're riding the giant spider. Roll credits and cue. Oh, yeah, wicky, wicky, yeah, yeah. wow. wicky, 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 wow, 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 West. When it's tight, it, it, it looks like they're riding horses, but also you hear horse footsteps. You do. <laughs> and then when it zooms out, you're like, oh, they're on the spider, which is incredibly loud and just sounds nothing like a horse. So, mean. do you know what the worst decision in Will Smith's career was? Uh, after Earth. No, well, his first worst decision. 
he turned down the Matrix. Oh, that's role. right. I have seen that. Yeah, because yeah, he was a fan of the television series. Yeah. Shout out to the alternate Matrix with Will Smith as Neo and Sean Connery as Morpheus. Oh, oh man. man. Red pill, the blue pill. Jesus. <laughs> You're the man now, dog. This movie underway. You're the man now. You're dog. the one now, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the one now, dog. <laughs> you're, you're the one now, dog. You're the one now, dog. <laughs> you sound like Stugat's doing... <laughs> Do I walk in? <laughs> Watch! Watch! <laughs> this movie underwent costly reshoots in an attempt to inject some humor after it was tested with audiences, and they weren't sure if it was supposed to be a comedy. Oh, Wow. The box office failure in the U.S. made up for it with the worldwide sales, but a lot of people thought that they boosted the ticket sales in the U.S. because underage minors, unaccompanied minors, were using those tickets to then sneak into the South Park movie and to American Pop. Oh, wow. How about that? This was a result of a film industry crackdown that would make it tougher for children to sneak into R-rated films, as proposed by President Bill Clinton at the time in response to the moral panic generated by the Columbine Massacre, which had occurred two months before the release of both films. Will Smith said that he knew the movie wasn't any good, and he was embarrassed when it earned almost $50 million in its opening weekend. Years later, he apologized to Robert Conrad, who was the star of the television series Wild Wild West, um, and said now that he was older and more experienced, he understood Conrad's anger and criticism of the movie. Conrad refused to make a cameo in it because he read the script and hated it. Conrad also showed up at the Razzie Awards to accept the status for the movie that he had nothing to do with as his way of expressing his low opinion of what had been done with his source material. He then delivered them to the recipients personally. When Will Smith asked his mom what she thought of the movie, she replied, you've done better, baby. Wow. Uh, She said that at the time? Yeah. The characters of Spike Guy and Knife Guy were added to the movie and inserted into the climax after test audiences found that the heroes fighting only Loveless's beauties to be very odd. So apparently the original was just them hitting women. Wow. Again, half big did it. Mel Gibson was originally supposed to star as James West and Richard Donner was going to direct it. However, they dropped out to go do Maverick. Tom Cruise was later attached to the project before doing Mission Impossible instead. Wow. And so, Amin, you wanted to know where the giant spider came from. I vaguely remember having a conversation or watching a documentary about this, about a producer who just insisted on it, but I I don't remember where or when. That producer is John Peters. He was a part of the Superman Lives project that was Nick Cage and Tim Burton. And and Superman was supposed to fight a giant spider. I watched that that documentary about the the superman movie with nick cage that never got made yeah. and like one of the guys in it is like the guy just kept just fucking insisting on a spider blah, blah, blah. and then years later when watching wild west like oh he got a spider kenneth Branagh immersed himself in the american civil war to bone up on his character i don't Get know what that means but i feel oh, like he did no no he didn't he boned up on a check come on bro there's no way you Come on, man. George Clooney was a spo- was supposed to be Artemis Gordon, but turned it down because it was a supporting part. Yeah, he actually backed out kind of late. 
pretty close to having George Clooney in this movie. But again, like, think about the shit, man. Like, the backup point guard was fucking Kenneth Branagh. Like, what the fuck? Is Alabama football? What the hell happened here? The part of Rita Escobar was originally offered to Jennifer Lopez. She turned it down. Then it was offered to Penelope Cruz. She turned it down before Salma Hayek got it. Jesus Christ. Also in the running for Artemis Gordon, Tim Curry, Johnny Depp, and Matthew McConaughey. I would have loved to see McConaughey's version. It would have been different, but... McConaughey and drag would have been would have been great. Pretty. When Kenneth Branagh was in an articulated metal platform as Dr. Loveless, he actually was seated in the device in a kneeling position. He would have to get up every few minutes and walk around to get the circulation back in his legs as they would constantly go numb from being in that position for an extended period of time. Oh, my God. I just assumed he was wearing, like, green screen tights. No, they had him, like... They had him old school, like... The shit we used to do, like, you put your shoes on your knees. (laughs) There's a whole section on IMDb about the errors, and honestly, I just picked a few. There was probably a hundred written out. It's just insane. When Grant drives the stake in at the railroad ceremony, there's a clear shot of the flag in the background with 50 stars from 1867 to 1877. The U.S. flag had 37 stars. Right. In Loveless's office, Miss East quotes Rudyard Kipling's Ballad of East and West. However, the poem was published in 1889. Maybe she knew him. Meanwhile, this nigga Kenneth Brown is doing homework on that <laughs> the Civil War with him. <laughs> Come on, man. While Gordon and West are heading to catch the president's train, modern-day streetlights are visible in the background, including one just as Gordon passes West on his bike. Nice. Gordon says in 1540, Leonardo da Vinci designed a flying machine. Leonardo da Vinci lived from 1452 to 1519. Wow, what? They couldn't even... Wait, what? Like, that's a basic Google, right? Yeah, man. I know it's 99, but come on, man. They had, they had like, Encyclopedia Browns and all that shit. Encyclopedia Browns? Is that what you just... Yeah, isn't that what it was? Encyclopedia, Brown. No, Brown. <laughs> the wasp, the whole wasp metaphor, it doesn't actually kill the spider. It paralyzes the spider and then lays its eggs and the, the young eat the spider when they're born. Dr. Loveless claims he has 35 feet of small intestine. The large and small intestine combined are less than 30 feet long. You know how tall he was before. Also, I guess he, did, he didn't do his homework on that, huh? <laughs> West strangles bike guy with a chain, throws him out of the spider. The chain's end is visibly loose. When West and Loveless fall, West grabs onto the man who is now hanging by his chain from the spider. Initially, the horse cart filled with nitro is facing the saloon. Horses closer to the saloon with West dangling over the edge. Later, when Loveless detaches the cart from the horses, it is shown the other way around so that the cart can roll down and blow it up. At the end of the movie, West and Artemis are heading back to D.C. from Utah, which means heading east. However, they travel towards the sunset. When James West recovers after being shot, he opens his vest to reveal the chainmail lining that saved his life. However, he plucks the bullet from the side that was against his body when it would have been trapped in the outer side that was woven into his vest. There's like 50 more. There's like People just pick this movie apart. I'll have to look for this going forward because I've never even clicked on this category of IMDb. Golden Dumpsters. Oh, man. We got John Peters, a.k.a. the producer who insisted on the spider being part of the third act. Will Smith, Kenneth Branagh, Kevin Kline, Salma Hayek, and the six writers. This is easy for me. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Salma Hayek for you, right? Two, two, two images burnt in, in my retina. I'm going to go with a little, like... Oh, you don't need to slap. Uh, I'm going to go with the little uh, 
the little barb off, right? The little salvo firings between Branna and, and Jim West. Uh, you know what? I, I take it back. I, I enjoyed want... reading those with the mean, even yeah. though it felt awkward. I, I take it back. I take it back. I'm going to change mine to the bongo on, on the tits, followed by the lynching scene. And <laughs> that was really well, like, that was well written, well acted. That was like, that's, that's good. It's Kenneth Branagh for me. I mean, he does it, man. He's, he's acting, it. He's acting yeah. his ass off. He sure is acting his ass off. Verdict. I mean, file. Oh, man. So <laughs> I said I had a confession a long time ago. I watched that movie. I liked it, but I didn't want to admit it. And I just joined in like a coward yeah. making fun of, of my buddy. Uh, I also realized that I was pretty young and dumb when I watched this movie. Having rewatched it now with old eyes and, and modern sensibilities and all that, it's very easy for me. I still love it. I love this movie. I'd watch it a hundred times. I'll watch it if it comes on TV. I'll watch it if 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 someone says, hey, let's pop this in. Whatever. I'm here for it. Super file. Base? There is a very large drop-off between the first half and the second half. Second half has to tie up all these loose ends, and it seems like with the information we gained from the trivia that they rewrote the first half to make it funny. And it was funny. I laughed. I enjoyed it. Despite the just god-awful ending and the host of continuity errors and mistakes made throughout the film, this is a file for me. So I fell asleep when I was watching it earlier. Um, I was bored at a lot of scenes of it, but my way of measuring this is if it's on... Will I see where it is? Are there a lot of moments where in that movie where I'm just not going to tune in, right? And I got to say, like, if it's on right now, even after just watching today, I'd check it out. Yeah, I'd man. see where it is. Like, we're sweeping it. Yeah. It's a file. It's a yeah. file. By the way, question for you guys. Do you think, based on the ending, there was at least the intention of a sequel? Yes. 100%. Secret Service. Wilder Wild West? And then a third one, Wildest Wildest West? Uh, is Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights what Wild Wild West thought it was going to be? 100%. Was it supposed to be Too Wild, Too West? And then no. Jim, West, Jim West had a brother that showed up? No, Wild Wild East. Oh. Yeah. And Adventures in the East somewhere. <laughs> All right. Maybe Lee East is still alive. Uh, I mean, we, we can hope so. Oh, boy. May Lee, May Lee Cheeks. <laughs> No. Okay. Now 
madman lost his damn mind in the West. Loveless, getting never down, nothing less. Now I must put his behind to the test. Then through the shadows in the saddle, ready for battle. Bring all your poison, it kind of poison. Behind my back, all that ripping you did. Front and center, now where you live back here. Who that is? A mean brother, bow for your help. Looking damn good, though, if I can say it myself. Told me Loveless is a madman, but I don't fear that. He got mad weapons, too. Ain't trying to hear that. Trying to bring down me, the champion. When y'all clowns gonna see that it can't be done. Understand me, son. I'm the slickest they is. I'm the quickest they is. Did I say I'm the slickest they is? So if you're walking up the wrong tree, we coming. Don't be starting nothing. Me and my partner gonna test your chest, Loveless. Can't stand the heat to get out the wild, 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 wild. When I roll into the house. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 